0: Out, oh, tie me kangaroo down, sport.
1: Tie me kangaroo down.
2: Buckaroo Holiday. Holiday. Australia, Australia and New Zealand.
3: Zealand. <laughs> You're hearing the sounds of a corroboree. That's what they call a social or ceremonial gathering by the Aboriginal peoples of the Antipodes or the Antipodes, specifically Australia. And this one's been a long time coming. I apologize to Ron, he commissioned this special. For one reason and another, it took a while. But I'll make up for the delay because there's going to be a bunch of stuff. This is going to be at least a two-parter. There will be at least one show of equal length on the Patreon to accompany this one. But there's so much stuff. A whole lot of great music has come out of New Zealand and Australia over the years. And even though you kind of know that because you're familiar with so much of it, or one is, I should say one is, right, instead of you... You think, you I know, say, one thinks, right? That's much more, more hi-hat. One thinks that they know. One thinks that one knows. Fuck it. You know, you think you know about all Australian music, and then you dip into it, and you realize there's more that you knew than you think you know, and then there's a whole lot of stuff you never knew you didn't know. So, boy, I got some stuff to play. Now, when I was a kid, here we go with that shit again. When I was a kid, but when I was a kid, I had certain favorites. You know, I was one of those kids that had lots of favorites. Uh, my favorite color was purple. My favorite uh, horde of berserkers was the Vikings. My favorite president was Teddy Roosevelt. And my favorite continent was Australia. Now, why is that? I really don't know. I don't know what it was. Now, there's the wildlife, they're amazing animals, really unique. I mean, how weird, you know. uh, Tasmanian devils and kangaroos and koalas and whatnot. It's amazing. And um, I was a big Bee Gees fan, so there was that. And my favorite G.I. Joe figure was the Australian bush fighter. Really cool. I had those G.I. Joe soldiers of the world. What an amazing line of toys. Really great. But at any rate, I always wanted to go to Australia. Never made it. But uh, today we'll visit in song, and I'm going to get right to it. We'll be doing more palaver along the way, but for right now, I just want to get right in the groove, right in the swim. You're going to hear The Church. I've talked about The Church before because of my fondness for Marty Wilson Piper. He's a great guy. I had a wonderful night hanging out with him at uh, some place in the Lower East Side, and I wish I had kept in touch with him, but this is a song called Mur. They Their big hit over here was Under the Milky Way. After that, I'm going to play a track by Megan Sue Hicks. She's from Sydney, and she did an album in 1972 called Marantha, and then kind of vanished, I guess. So it's one of those obscurities that's treasured now. The song is called Hey, Can You Come Out and Play? And to start off our mixed grill, I'm going to do a song that's based on an Aboriginal chant. So it should sound natural coming out of what you're hearing behind me. It's by a character called Rolf Harris. I'll talk about him later. Ralph Harris also wrote Timey Kangaroo Down Sport, which began this show. And I first heard this song performed by Alice Cooper. Uh, Great version. And so uh, this is the hit version. It was produced by George Martin, who thought it was too monotonous to be released, but it actually became a pretty big hit. From 1963, Sun Arise, by Ralph Harris.
4: Sunrise bring in the morning fluttering the skirts all around Sunrise she come with the dawning Sunrise come with the dawning spreading all the light all Hills all around. Sunrise comes with the dawning. Sunrise, she comes every day. Sunrise, bring in the morning. Sunrise, every, 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 every day. She drives away the darkness every day bringing back the walls to the ground sun
5: we in the boiling crowd we never got to meet you last time We're interrupted by the telephone You didn't think they were invented then Oh no, we need miracles We need more wine and broad. We need slaves and roads and person favors We need microphones and manifolds How can you be so invisible? Give me the nerves to see the privilege I don't want to discover it.
3: What do you think of that song by Megan Sue Hicks? I think it's terrific, and it doesn't sound like it's from 1972. To me, it sounds like it's completely contemporary, so I'm glad it got rediscovered. It's worthwhile stuff. Just wanted to mention about Rolf Harris. He was a beloved figure for decades until he was busted and convicted for pedophilia several counts, and I'm always sketchy about playing music by such artists. But I have played some in the past by artists who've been incredibly accused of this, like uh, Bob Markley from the West Coast Pop Art experimental Band, and uh, Michael Jackson, you know. Then there's others who've been convicted, like Gary Glitter, and I've talked about Jimmy Savile, big music figure in England, not a musician, but... And there's other famous musicians who I personally have heard things about from people who would know and I don't want to get into it so it's, it's a shame but what do you do with the music I don't know I, you know you I can understand where people would not want to hear it like I don't want to play Neil Young anymore because of his attempts to destroy the career of Joe Rogan it's a free speech thing but I don't advocate boycotts and all of that kind of crap it's just a question of I don't enjoy his music anymore because it always brings that to mind and I can see people feeling that way about this awful nightmarish pedophilia shit, you know, because whoops, phone call yellow mm-hmm yeah, okay, we'll do bye-bye I think it's time to talk about what's coming next got word from the brass that I'm uh, treading too close to some kind of a line, I don't know this is what happens when you accept a uh, corporate sponsorship, you know what I'm saying Now, what you've heard so far is stuff that's from Australia. Now, New Zealand is actually physically not as close to Australia as a lot of people think, That I thought. Especially the New Zealanders consider themselves completely distinct from Australians. It kind of annoys them. I was talking to a journalist who had written something about my music, and he was in New Zealand. And I mentioned something about Australia, and he just got pissed off about it. It was really weird. It would have been like somebody from, I don't know, Ohio, you know, and I'm mentioning that uh, something having to do with, uh, I don't know, Tennessee, and he gets mad. Go figure. But we do think about them over here anyway in pretty much the same breath. That's why they're called the antipodes or antipodes. An antipode would be like, you know, if you take a long needle and you stick it through the globe, Starting right here, you know, right here in uh, Bayshore. You poke it right through there and it comes right out the other side. So the exact polar opposite on the other side of the world, that would be the antipode to your place. So as a general kind of thing, we're talking about the antipodes, antipodes being the most distant place from us. And it is, kind of. But culturally it's very similar because these countries were settled or colonized, as you prefer, by, of course, the English, and they used to send all their Irish and Scottish, I guess, criminals there. So the culture of those people became a sort of a skewed version of the same culture we have here and they have in England. But, like I said, skewed, different, mutated, kind of like those weird animals, marsupials. So, you know, musicians over there, they uh, they don't get in the pocket, they get in the pouch. You know, saying, oh, come on. It's, uh, it's familiar yet exotic enough. And it's sung in English generally, so they, you got that. So let us now stop into New Zealand on our antipodal musical tour. The music behind me is from 1970. Expo 70, in fact, which I think was in Tokyo. And this music was composed by a New Zealander named Douglas Lilburn, whose career spanned the 20th century, more or less, a few decades in. He began doing fairly conventional symphonic stuff, and in his later years explored electronic music. I may use it here and there throughout the show in the background, but this was a thing he did for, I guess, the New Zealand exposition, Expo 70. I'll play one of his concert pieces in just a minute. If the native people of Australia are called the Aborigines, the native people of New Zealand, or at least a native people of New Zealand, are the Maori. And OMC, the Otari Millionaires Club, were Maori artists. I've played them before. Talked about Pauli Fuemana, the lead singer who died way too young. I think they're great. It's straight-up pop, but it's got something else to it. I'm gonna play their big hit, it's called How Bizarre. It's a huge hit, I think it's great. I loved it when it was out, I still love it. I think it's fun. And while we're hanging out in New Zealand, I'm gonna play something by Tiny Ruins from Auckland, New Zealand. They're a contemporary band. This is from, I think, their second album called Brightly Painted One. The song is called Me at the Museum, You in the Winter Gardens. The auteur here is Holly Fulbrook. Very talented artist. And as I mentioned, we'll start with one of the concert pieces by Douglas Lilburn, written well before this electronic music you're hearing. This was from the 40s, 1940s, pretty much, I don't know exactly what year. It's from a piece called Four Canzonas, and it is one of the Canzonas (laughs) for string orchestra. Douglas Lilburn from Christchurch, New Zealand.
6: A Chevy 69, how bizarre. how bizarre, how bizarre, how bizarre, destination unknown as we're pulling for some gas, officially placed the poster, reveals a smile from the back, elephants and acrobats, lion, snakes, monkey, barely speaks righteous, sister Cena says funky, how bizarre, stuck around, TV news and cameras, there's choppers in the sky, marines, police, reporters ask where, for and why, tell y'all we're out of here, sit right on, making moves and starting grooves before the new we were gone, jumped into the Chevy, headed for big lights, want to know the rest, hey, by the rights, how bizarre, how bizarre.
0: No
3: If a show topic allows me to indulge in one of my pet obsessions, you can bet I'm going to take advantage of it. So that was the Bee Gees doing my favorite of their psychedelic era numbers, Red Chair Fade Away. I'd put it on the show before, but I think I played a mono version. And that's the full stereo glory of that inscrutable song from Bee Gees First, 1967, which was only their first English and stateside album because they had albums prior to that in Australia before they emigrated or re-emigrated re immigrated to England because they were born in Manchester and then went to Australia as tots where they first became famous and I do love the Bee Gees loved them since I was about nine still love them yeah during the disco era I kind of wavered I kind of went to the side I didn't know what I didn't know any better I really—I didn't know any better. Here I am listening to Elvis Costello, thinking, add ah, a Gees. <laughs> what a fool, what a fool!" Disco stuff was great. Everything they did was great. Everything they touched was magical, superb.
0: Sitting in the meadow, rolling in the grass. Wouldn't you be lazy? Everybody asks. They all smile at you. Never do you worry, never do so. Everything is crazy, everything is slow. They all smile at
8: you, have a bottle of coca-zoo. Things go better with coca-cola, things go
3: But for Coca-Cola with that taste you'd never get tired of. Especially when you spruce it up with some bourbon, some Angostura bitters, and a lot of crushed ice. You know what I'm talking about, buckaroos. You know what I mean. Now we're going to look at a composer called Peter Dacent. Peter Dacent. It's sort of like if uh, somebody like comes knocking on his door. They go, Hi, hey, mate. Are you Dacent? <laughs> Yeah, he says, yeah, I'm Peter Dacent. <laughs> and he's written uh, songs and various things and soundtracks for several Peter Jackson movies. I met him. Not Dacent, Jackson. And in fact, behind me, you've been listening to part of a soundtrack for Peter Jackson's movie, Brain Dead*, that Peter Dacent wrote. Just like Gypsy Rose Lee, Peter Dacent is very versatile and he's got a chamber jazz group called the Umbrellas. I like chamber jazz. It's a loose category that can include people like the modern jazz quartet, but can also extend to include Alec Wilder's octets, and uh, Raymond Scott, Bill Frizzell's stuff, a lot of his stuff, pretty cool. So we're gonna hear something called Quick March by the Umbrellas, and then we'll take a kind of a stylistic turn to hear something by Eric Bogle, who was originally from Scotland and moved to Australia where he took up singing and songwriting and wrote a lot of songs that have become standards in folk circles especially Greenfields of France um, Leaving Nancy and the powerful anti-war song the band played Waltzing Matilda. That song's a real gut punch and it's been recorded by all kinds of people from June Tabor to Joan Baez to the Pogues I think it's the kind of song that really got Shane McGowan's brain cooking for the kind of stuff he wrote. This brutal, lyrically brutal, musically traditional, folk-derived material. And by the way, the song Waltzing Matilda is the great Australian anthem. It's a wonderful song, and we will hear it by and by. But we're not going to hear either of those right now. The Eric Bogle song I'm going to play is a kind of a hymn called If I Should Wake Before I Die. Pretty beautiful stuff. And uh, you know, there's that whole, we gotta handle that whole nexus of the birthday party, these immortal souls, crime in the city solution, that whole thing. But we'll wait, we'll get to it. However, my wife will be uh, impatiently awaiting a Nick Cave selection, so I will oblige. So let's go. Here's the umbrellas. Or as we might say in Queens or Long Island, the umbrellas.
9: If I should wake before I die, live to see my spirit fly on journeys of my heart's own choice, singing my own songs in my own voice, be what they said that I could not. Should not break from the shackles of the past, be free at last. Strive to be all I can be, for I'll know truth and scorn the lie if I should. I should die, before I wake.
2: Relaxing, gee it's about just relaxing, in Sydney.
1: It was the dirty end of winter, along the loo- And upon him And the wind did bit bitter For a boy of no means, With no shoes on his feet and bright and Sally breathes softly in the majestic night Oh baby please don't cry and try to keep your little head upon my
2: shoulder
1: Now go to sleep well the elms and the poplars are all turning the bay past the rumbling station. We've followed the trails, we've found an untrodden.
3: Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds from the album Henry's Dream, which is an album he apparently hates because of the production of it. He wasn't happy with the producer who was, uh, what's his name, worked with Neil Young, Um, David Briggs, who I think also did the uh, first Alice Cooper album, maybe the second one too, I don't know. But uh, anyway, Nick hated the production of it. It's one of my favorites of his things, along with the two previous albums, The Good Son and... Tend to pray. For me, that's the really great era for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Well, you know, there's so much I wanted to talk about on the last show that I neglected to, and there's some stuff that's come up since that I want to talk about, but it seems like these specials, you don't want to get into that stuff. It's more like for the regular show, you know what I mean? So I got to hold off again, which kind of sucks, so I don't know. You got to remind me, because part of it has to do with the show itself. On a road trip I took with my wife this past week, We listened to a lot of the old Buckaroo Holiday shows because we didn't have the kids with us, so we didn't do the music game. And it was weird listening to the old shows. I noticed some real differences. I'll talk about it soon. In the meantime, I'm going to do a set that's centered around a very popular group from Australia, the Go-Betweens, who also had connections with the Birthday Party and that whole crew. They collaborated on some things. Started in the late 70s. Grant McLennan and Robert Forster were the two main guys in this group. And they both had pretty interesting solo careers as well as their time in The Go-Betweens. So I'm going to play something by The Go-Betweens, something by Grant McLennan, and something by Robert Forster. Big, big song for The Go-Betweens, Cattle and Caine. Always sounded to me like Joy Division in a weird way. See what you think. And just for the hell of it, from Grant McLennan, I'm going to play an instrumental track, Race Day Rag, from his album Horse Breaker, Star, which is really nice. He died very young. He had a heart attack, really unexpectedly. And he was still in his 40s. And I think when he died, they were trying to get a uh, Go-Betweens album done. He and Robert Forster had gotten back together. And just a couple of songs into the project, McLennan died. Forster recorded the songs they had written together, and they came out on an album called The Evangelist in 2008. This song is not one of the collaborations, but it's from that album. Pandanus? Pandanus? I don't know. It's some kind of shrub. And then to wrap up the set, I'm going to do a track by the John Steele Singers, a band that was produced by Robert Forster on this album, entitled Everything's a Thread. came out about ten years ago, and this song is Happy Before. But as mentioned, first up, it's the go-betweens with cattle and cane. Now, why on earth did I spend so much time on the go-betweens when I have so many acts to get to and I'm not going to be able to fit them all in? I may not even be able to fit them all in on two shows. So why am I spending so much time on the go-betweens? What's wrong with me? Jesus Christ. So I'm going to go a little further afield now, you know. Not not everything's, uh, you know, alternative rock. Certainly there are some artists who I'm not going to hit, who people might expect because Australia, you know, it's... I'm not going to play In Excess. I'm not going to play Midnight Oil, right? They're Australian. Um, I'm just not interested, nothing personal. Probably not going to play ACDC. Again, nothing against them, but what's the point, you know? But I will play some of my Australian favorites. And speaking of favorites, I got Judith Durham and the Seekers. You know how I feel about her and them. I got a song here called Eris K. Love Lilt, which is an old Scottish ballad. Beautiful song recorded countless times by various singers. And Paul Robeson did a beautiful version of it. But anyway, Judith, magnificent voice, well suited to a number like this. Then we're going to get back into the classical music. Composer named Leonie Holmes. She's from New Zealand, roughly my age, a little younger, I have to admit. And we're going to hear a somewhat minimalist and evocative piece called When Expectation Ends. And now that we're well into one of these mixed grills, I'm going to go to a kind of a middle-of-the-road favorite, Australian vocalist Normie Rowe. He's a big star over there. A kind of a Tom Jones kind of singer, maybe uh, Tony Orlando. He's also done a lot of theater work, stage work. This song here, It's Not Easy, a great record written by... Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil, the brill-building auteurs, who wrote so many great, great songs. And there's a wonderful version of this by an act called The Will O'Bees, which I probably, I would have played it, I think, at some point, because it's a terrific record. But this one's great, too. It was originally written for the Righteous Brothers, as I understand it. They didn't cut it, but you can hear it. It's it's obviously crafted as a Righteous Brothers kind of song, but it's it's a killer record. Normie Rowe. And maybe I'll go with a slightly longer set this time, because, you know, I want to pack a lot of these songs into the show. There's only so much time. Well, like, actually, the show could be four hours if I want it to be, right? Who cares? It's up to me. But I try to keep things to a a norm, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean normie row. I mean a norm. So I want to play a band that's fascinated me for a long time. The Laughing Clowns. They're from Sydney. And they came around in the late 70s. And their music was all over the place. The mastermind was this guy, Ed Cooper or Kuiper, not sure which. But they used uh, jazz elements and all kinds of weird novelty, brass elements and things like that. Um, Really interesting stuff. And you're going to hear a song called Eternally Yours. I hope you dig. And since I'm doing the longer set and because it's the laughing clowns who have jazz elements in their work, I'm going to play some Australian jazz. Which sounds exactly like jazz. But we have this act, the Australian Jazz Quartet, who modeled themselves after the modern jazz quartet with, you know, John Lewis and Milt Jackson. Here's a tune of theirs called Koala, which makes it very uniquely Australian, sort of, except that it sounds like jazz. So don't be expecting didgeridoo solos or anything, it's not what they do. Incidentally, the incidental music behind me is from The Score of Heavenly Creatures by the aforementioned Peter Dacent. But here we go with my late, beloved Judith Durham and the Seekers. Bip-bop-da-boom, yeah. So, I mentioned that I'm probably not going to play any ac tracks, because there's really no reason to. But Malcolm and Angus's older brother, George Young, and his partner Harry Vanda, are a hugely popular songwriting and production team started with a band called The Easy Beats out of Sydney, which had a lot of international fame in the 60s. And then in the late 70s, they also had a band called Flash and The Pan, who made some noise for a while in America and may still exist as a an occasional project. But the Easy Beats also had this singer, Stevie Wright, whose saga is blood-curdling. I think he's dead now, but he uh, was famous for decades for being one of the great rock and roll drug casualties, and uh, it's pretty baroque what he got up to. If you like that kind of thing, look for him. He did put out an autobiography, but there's a book called Wretched, the... No, wait. Sorry. The Wretched Life of Little Stevie Wright. I forget the author's name, but it's a notorious book because the writer wormed his way into Stevie Wright's life and was just as much of a drug abuser as he was. And uh, anyway, it's great voyeuristic bullshit. And I'll play a track by the Easy Beats, their big international hit, Friday on My Mind. Covered by a lot of people. But we did a mediocre take of it on pinups. Whatever. But the story of Vanda and Young is well worth checking into. There's a lot of good music along the way. Apart from this great, great single. And also on the ACDC topic, I'll be probably hitting some early stuff by Bon Scott before ACDC. And that'll show up in the second Antipodean Antipodean (laughs) special on the Patreon. After I play the Easy Beats, you're going to hear a track by Jeffrey Gurumul Yunapingu. He was an exceptionally gifted Aboriginal musician who was born blind and took up music almost as soon as he could move around and was beset with a lot of other health problems. And he died pretty young in his mid-40s. But he accomplished a lot along the way, aside from his own songs and performances, he Did some collaborations with the Sydney Symphony Orchestra, played with Bob Dylan. Remarkable story because he never even learned to read Braille, the guy. He just um, lived in and for music, pretty much. And you'll hear a song called Bapa, which should give you a sense of how emotionally compelling his stuff is. Even though he's not singing in English, it's just that universal thing that great musicians will convey. But before we get to any of that, I'm going to play something by Bik Runga from New Zealand. And she's Maori and Malaysian. And she's done a bunch of beautiful albums, did some collaborations with Tim Finn from Split Ends. And I haven't hit them yet either, have I? Oh my God, there's so much to get to. Christ. Or should I say Christ Church, which is that part of New Zealand where Bik Runga comes from. So she's a singer-songwriter. Also done some soundtrack work. And you'll hear a song of hers called Ruby Knights. Here's Bic Runga. Now behind me, here's something else that's kind of beautiful. 11.59 p.m. It's a Nocturne by the composer Peter Sculthorpe, And I may focus on some of his stuff without me talking over it at some point. Now he's from Tasmania, which is a whole nother thing. It's like an island south of Australia, which is kind of its own world too. I think Errol Flynn was from Tasmania. As a young man, before he came to Hollywood and became a star, he used to castrate sheep with his teeth. That's how they do it down there. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. But Peter Sculthorpe wrote a lot of beautiful music that he deliberately wants it to be consonant, but he has an experimental but kind of bent as well. So he splits the difference and. In this piece, there's some tonalities that sort of sound like the didgeridoo and that weird, eerie, haunting sound. So it's nice stuff. And I will focus on him, as I said, a little more at some point along the way. But one thing I did want to note is that since I mentioned the birthday party before, there's a lot of really abrasive, intense music that comes out of Australia and New Zealand. Much more so than you would get a sense of from the show so far. Stuff like... Uh, Jim Thurlwell's music and uh, just a lot of punk and aggressive music. Well, I'll get to it. I'm just going for that overview here. And variety. So uh, those of you who like this stuff want to hear the straight Jacket fits and uh, all this other stuff join the Patreon. Although the next thing on the Patreon will be the first of the Horn Rock shows. So I'm not going to complete the Australia thing immediately. It'll be skipping back and forth between these specials. As for this set coming up, you're still going to have to wait if you want to hear the aggressive stuff. <laughs> now, I wanted to include David Allen in the show, even though most of his music was made in Europe and England and America. He's just such an unusual figure and made such great music through the years. He was briefly in the band Soft Machine at the very beginning. And we have a song here by Soft Machine from those days, Fred the Fish, and it's a David Allen song that's steeped in Australian kitsch, I guess you could put it. So it makes sense, I think, to put it here. It anticipates a lot of the humor that was in Gong, and I just think the world of David Allen. I hung out with him at length. I think I've talked about that before, bragged about it. For a guy that seems so trippy and weird, He was really sharp and a really great guy. And since that touches on the prog world, I'll follow it with a short track by an Australian prog band called Galadriel, early 70s. I think they're named after a Tolkien character. Not sure, but it's nice stuff. The song is called Things to Come. And believe it or not, there's a big overlap in the two genres, prog rock and yacht rock. That's right, so I'm gonna hit a Yacht Rock song by the enormously popular band Little River Band and this was a huge hit, reminiscing. That's right, I don't care if you don't like it, go go, fast forward, go ahead, skip it, see if I care. It's a great record. So that's what's coming but we're going to start with something um, that has personal significance to me. I'm going to send it out to my wife and my kids, but especially my wife. First time I saw these guys, it was on the Jerry Lewis telethon when my kids were babies. And I watched the telethon as I used to in those days from beginning to end. And after the sun came up, a lot of the, they put these children's acts on there a lot of times. And I'd be dazed at this point. Usually at that point, I was drinking a lot of Absinthe. So here I am, stoned on Absinthe, up all night. To me, at the time, I remember thinking that they were gay aerobics instructors. I didn't know. They ended up becoming a favorite of my children when they were little tots. And this song is a favorite of my wife's. She actually brought the kids to see them at concert. This is The Wiggles.
9: Everybody clap everybody sing la 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 bow to your partner then you turn around Yippee! hands in the air rock goodbye your bear. bears now asleep bears <laughs> <Dancing> now asleep <laughs> everybody clap everybody sing la, 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 la. bow to your partner then you turn around hands in the air rock by your bear bears are now asleep bear's are now asleep bear's are now asleep. Bears are now asleep. Bears are now asleep. Dance and now asleep.
6: Oh, and baby bowler and me didgeridoo. day. banana sandwich
4: and a bucket of tea. Capra, capra, dabra on my
2: coolie barber. Takes a bowl of soup to paint a picture.
3: Okay, boomer give us a break, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to play something more or less contemporary. You know, there's a lot of bands that I don't listen to it's just because they got a really stupid name. It's a stupid way to go about things, but it, I can't help it. Like, there's a band that could be in this show called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, and I'm just not going to bother with them. I, I hate the name so much, I'm not even going to try. I, I, I know, it's a, it's a prejudice. It's um, self-defeating. I know. I'm not dealing with it. It's, I, that's my choice as as a, as a freeborn American citizen. I don't have to embrace bands that have names I can't stomach. And the first band in this next set kind of falls into that category, but I, I, I'll cut them some slack. Psychedelic porn crumpets. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, what are you what are you doing to me here with these names? What, you, what statement are you making here? You just did, what are you, some kind of joke? I don't know. This coming from the guy whose favorite band was the Bonzo Dog Band, right? But so be it. Very well, I contradict myself. I'm Lodge. I contain multitudes. The psychedelic porn crumpets are from Perth. And they've been busy throughout the millennial years, starting about ten or fifteen years ago. The tracks called Tally Ho. Nothing to do with Tally Hall, by the way. Then we're gonna hear something from a band from Auckland, New Zealand. The Mutton Birds. These guys were active pretty much through the 90s into the 2000s. I think they broke up. Pretty sure they broke up. But this track is cool. It's called The Heater. And I talked before about the overlap between yacht rock and prog rock. Well, psych rock and prog rock. I mean, there's an overlap for sure, right? So from the Mutton Birds, I'm going to go back into a prog band from the 70s. Actually, they formed in the 60s, but. Most of their stuff was recorded in the 70s. They're out of Sydney. band's called Tully. A lot of groovy stuff done by Tully. You're going to hear something called Trinidad. Seifer reminds you of the islands. And by the way, he's talking about the islands. The music behind me. I talked about Peter Sculthorpe before. He did the score for this movie, The Age of Consent. Yeah, the star was James Mason. Who cares? The real star? Helen Mirren, right? Young Helen Mirren. And she's living on an island with James Mason, who's a painter. But here's the thing, she's naked throughout pretty much the entire picture. Young Helen Mirren, naked throughout the entire picture. Ming. Oh my god, oh my god. I don't mean to be crass, but that calls for one of these. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. God bless her. Talk about a psychedelic porn crumpet. With Trinidad. And man, it's two hours. We're here. We're at two hours. And uh, man, Ron, I hope you like it so far. Got a lot more coming. A lot more. I can't believe how much I was unable to fit into this thing. But that's okay, because the uh, other stuff that's to come, I see Ron is one of these guys. He's an MVP here at Buckaroo Holiday. He's commissioned several shows in the past, and he's like the only guy doing it now think about it, folks. Won't kill you. <laughs> but I really want to do, do it right for him. So there's going to be much more. There may be several more shows, like I said. So stay tuned. Well, I mean, stay tuned, because if you stay here, you're not going to hear shit. You got to go to the Patreon. You'll hear more. But what do we got for the next show? We got uh, some Aussie glam. I got some Aussie punk. I got some New Zealand pop. I got some kitsch. I got some uh, really old recordings. I have uh, some dance music. I have some. Uh, you know, like I said before, you're gonna hear Bon Scott. You're gonna hear uh, Straight Jacket Fits. You're gonna hear Paradise Motel, and of course, all that freaky birthday party-related stuff. Fetus. You know what I'm saying? But whether you're on the Patreon or not, or whether you join or not, you know, we'll be back here on this thing with something soon. And I'm going to end this with a composer began in Australia but gained worldwide fame, Percy Granger, favorite of mine. We've heard him on the show before. Interesting dude, folklorist, S&M devotee, renowned concert pianist. His music that is still played he didn't have much respect for he considered it novelty stuff it's the stuff that I love he wanted to do much more adventurous work explored what he called free music which he had various methods for arriving at this sort of formless aleatoric kind of music going to be some playing behind me right now free music number two but I'm going to end the show with one of his most accessible and I think most contagiously exuberant works. Children's March over the hills and far away. I think it's irresistible. And as we march on out of here, I thank all of you for spending your time with us here at Buckaroo Holiday. Thank you again, Ron, for your generous contribution and support of the show, always, since its beginning. Next up on the Patreon, almost immediately, The Horn Rock Show, Part 1. My love to all, my thanks to all these great artists from New Zealand, and Australia. And we'll see you next time here on Buckaroo Holiday. Good day. You knew I had to, right?
0: Come to the end of another day on sunshine television hope today has been a good one for you and we hope tomorrow is an even better one and now this is ray marsh on behalf of all of us here at the granville studios of seq television on channels 8 1, 5 and 10 wishing you all a very good night